0: Hey friends, uh, Brian here. Just want to apologize for the lateness of this show. I've just been so wiped. Um, I also want to apologize because we had some really strange technical issues uh, when we recorded this one with the internet. Uh, Discord was cutting out. OBS was having problems. So it it there's some, there's some frustration there. But I also want to apologize for how long this took to get. To the feed because I've just been so just stressed and wiped, and I apologize that it took this long to get this to you. Uh, but I want to thank you all for subscribing, and I hope you enjoy the show. And we'll see you this coming week. Bye bye. Hello, my friends. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I already at the gate. I swear to God. Oh, damn it. Sorry. Hi, welcome to the Space King <laughs> Junkie podcast. Oh, my God. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim.
1: Almost never always, but
0: sometimes. Most of the time. Almost always. Yes. Uh, and uh, your co-host, Spaz. Hello. And uh, we're not sure where Hunter is. He might be... In, we're, uh, we're guessing... He's marked as playing Eve online right now, so I bet you he's in some kind of deep fleet op or wormhole that he, he can't leave. Galante
1: ambassador,
0: something like that, like some giant fleet, some giant fleet battle around. Was it Jita? Some giant thing around Jita is probably going on that he's involved with. <clears throat> Folks, we're having some internet issues already at the gate. Um, I am not sure why. Just want to apologize for those who are watching uh, locally, I'm already getting varying uh, bit rates on OBS and through Discord, so this is going to be a fun show. Uh, We do have a guest for y'all tonight, joining us from Boulder, Colorado, Uh, the programmer, artist, and game designer on Stellar Nomad, the game we're going to be talking about, Evan Williams. Welcome, Evan. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. We are actually really excited about your top-down sandbox thing. Because your alpha has a lot of gameplay in it for an alpha.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't even be comfortable calling it an alpha. It's kind of what? a tech demo at this point. Uh, ah, it's it's got basically game- just like, here's the pieces that are going to make a video game out of, and give me a little while to balance them and turn them into something that's actually fun.
0: But it's got gameplay already, and you can do missions, and there's a faction you could join, and it it. it <laughs> Like a tech demo is like here's the here's the tech. There's no game, but here's a game. You know? So. Yeah. I mean,
2: there's there's stuff to do. There's progression, <laughs> but like, um, I mean, there's no story. There's no like, yeah, there's no like narrative. Uh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of that stuff has not made its way in, uh, and the map is extremely small. There's only about forty systems, and I'm aiming for more, like two hundred to three hundred.
0: Forty is really small.
3: Oh,
2: uh God. yeah yeah you could you could explore that whole thing in like half an hour um
3: yeah I really yeah, no, it's I,
2: it's going to be a lot bigger um
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really did like um the transit in the game, I really like how you can set routes on the map i i it's a nice little usability thing that some games forget, you know, or some games yeah i think i think the
1: important <clears throat> thing is that you get a lot of stars in and probably like next to no content and you'll do fine.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. For, sick elite. You, you, you can cruise for years on that. And that, and that's yeah. just put the thin. One of, veneer... one of the marketing
2: lines I've been testing out is a hundred billion times less content than elite dangerous. Actually. Oh,
0: shit. shots <laughs> fired. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: Burn. Well, that being said, I actually like elite, but uh, you know, well, you got to be invested in it.
0: Elite is yeah, a great. Well, that, that Starship f- Flight Simulator, it's great at that. Yeah,
1: it, it's like we like it. We just wish that it was there more was something to engaging. do engaging. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's like thargoids, right? They're there if you so choose to go hunt do them down. Do they do anything? There's a lot of content, but you got to go hunt it down. Yeah, they'll attack you, but it, oh. but it's a thing. Like, hey, there's a there's a point in space, and if you want to go fight a
2: thargoid, you know, go to the amusement park.
3: Oh jeez! I, I, yeah, one of
0: my
2: good. Sorry, sorry, I'm keep stepping on everybody's toes. Uh One of like the like design philosophies behind this game was like I want to have lots of content in the game, but I'm not going to shove it all on your face. It's mostly just there to be discovered, and I want you to sort of nice. like give you enough to figure out how to get around, and then kind of figure out the rest of the world as you go. Can like, we coin the term "content facial"? Uh, <laughs> um. um no. Go ahead and could you define that for me, or do I need to go into uh, yeah. Urban you got to be
0: a little clear about that, Jim, because uh, you know don't get don't get don't get your content in my eye. You know we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to go that that route. You know we got to be careful. Uh, yeah. I mean this game isn't being don't, made don't in the San hit. Fernando don't Valley. Don't get hit
1: by the microtransaction
0: shots. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah! Wow! Already right? Like so. We're, so this
1: going to be an Epic Store exclusive
0: then? <laughs> is <what> <laughs> oh we are, uh, we're we're going to get feisty, all the bats out
2: of the cage. We're a feisty
0: right bunch today. tonight, y'all. We are yeah, just, let's no, Let's rahm. just hit all
2: the. Let's hit all the beats. Uh, <laughs> Epic Store exclusive, microtransaction <laughs> driven um day one yeah. dlc no. <laughs> none of those things none of those things uh it'll be on steam but mostly to reach a larger audience but i also plan to have a drm free version that's on itch for the same price so you pick nice. your poison
1: nice cool uh, i like itch more and more
0: itch is um, great just, itch is great yeah
1: it's a it's a cool discovery platform although yeah i wish that they had a, a better system for discovery like yeah i was just about robustly. to say the same thing like it's, like it, the discovery Q stuff that Steam does would be beautiful over
2: at itch. Oh yeah, Cause it, yeah, but I, cause it would. I think the itch team is like three people, or yeah, at least it was so at one point. They may have tiny. grown by now, but
0: it's so tiny. It's ninety. Okay. It, and th- no, no, no. It's tiny. And
2: oh, okay,
3: okay. And
0: and the thing is, they've got they're getting more and more games, and a lot of this stuff on there is you know freeware browser crap, sure, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. And, well, and yeah,
1: and a lot of that freeware browser crap is good experimental ideas. Yeah. that people aren't trying it. Yeah, so I would I would rather like screw around with somebody's like ten minute cool idea that it's like maybe that doesn't that doesn't flesh out into a full game, but it's a really interesting ten minutes, and it might inspire somebody else. Like that, so yeah, and, that would and be on itch
2: it doesn't need to be a full game. It can be just that you know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that, it's that new, kind of
0: thing. Spaz, it's the new, what
2: was, sorry.
0: Spaz, what was that card game that someone found on Itch uh, like a week or two ago? It was like a roguelike card game where you would...
4: Yeah, yeah, I posted about it. Uh, Forward yeah, is the name of it.
0: Forward, yeah, you posted it. I'm sorry, I couldn't remember who posted it. But yeah, that was a little browser-like roguelike card game where you have like three cards in front of you. You choose which card you go to, and it gives you like a shield or some money or a monster, and you just go up the deck as you move. And it's very simple and very fun and it's just a little browser game on itch so yeah that gave me the great that
1: gave me the dumbest idea right so there's there's three doors in front of you and you pick one of the three and you deal and and then like you have to gamble on on doors it would be like <clears> let's <throat> make a deal the roguelike
0: uh, here's our first tangent. I was listening to the dollop podcast today, which if you all haven't listened to, is amazing. It's two comedians talking about Amer- crazy stuff in American history, and apparently gangs in New York would build labyrinths where cops would break into one door, there'd be three doors, they break into another door, there'd be three more doors, <laughs> and so on and so forth. So that was, was there actually a, a thing
1: behind one of doors I don't
0: I don't know, but apparently they would make it very difficult for the cops to actually get into the to the gang's place. So oh, wild! So it's kind of funny you brought that up.
1: <laughs> SWAT raid the game show.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to Stellar Nomad. It's a home game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kick lean, the lean into the tangents. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. That should be our subtitle: Space. God, I haven't Black. I haven't had
1: a good belly laugh on this show in a while, and we're killing it so
0: lead into the tangents we have
1: to talk about this game eventually
2: but
0: yeah well i mean when did you start working on it
2: um Um, well a real real long time ago um like the the initial iteration of what became stellar nomad was probably seven years ago um Part of the problem at that point is my abilities as a programmer as a programmer were quite limited and I just like they did not match my ambition um and so it's been revisited every like couple years since then and i the version that you're playing uh or what that we're watching right now I started in early 2017 um and I've just been doing like nights and weekends on it uh since then
0: okay because I mean it it I don't think it crashed once on me in my entire time with it. Um, I'm
2: super glad to hear that.
0: I think I stopped Um, playing because I got killed because the little ship you started in is really just a dinky little tin can of a thing. Um, Yes.
1: Well, that's first station that you land at at the end of the tutorial stuff. You can actually upgrade to the next ship right there. It's got a little shooter on it. I I would have, I would have thought an interesting thing for like, pre pre alpha thing though would be like have a money cheat in there maybe so that I can screw around with the big ship right off the bat if I wanted to.
2: Well, there is a money bug in there that's totally exploitable if you find it. Um, but it is since fixed, but not on the version that's on itch. Um, but it's, that's definitely not the same as, um, you know, an actual money cheat. Yeah. Uh, although I've been considering, like, I, I have a like a cheat debug version that I build locally, and I've been considering just putting that up separately for people to play with um and just kind of explore the like full extents of the game. Oh, um, cool! Hey, so one thing I I, I want to
1: nip it in the bud. Sure. Um, whenever you hit M to open the map, yeah, so you can't yeah. hit M and close the map. Yeah, click.
2: So that's coming. That's coming. Easy. I can't believe it. I can't believe I forgot to get that in the last update. That is, (laughs) boy, I I think maybe 100 people have told me, why doesn't M close the map? And I'm like, cool. But I promise you right now, it is on my Trello for the next update. M should close map. Or put a tooltip, alt F4 to close map. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, The escape key will close the map, but that's not exactly intuitive.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's not. Uh, We do have a question from the audience from Mad Irishman. Why are you mad? Yeah, sure. Uh, will you be adding procedural content to the game? I thought it
2: was all procedural, or is it not procedural? Like, how does that work? Uh, it is, none of it is procedural. Um, like the the missions are procedural. Uh, like the missions that you go like when you pick up a mission from the nice. like from the mission board, those are procedurally generated. Like I swap out the objectives, and then you know I weight the the rewards based on like how far you go, and if it's a mission where you might get attacked the chance of being attacked weights like will also influence the payout. So if you have a mission that might be dangerous and the payouts quite high, it's because you're going to get rocked. Um, but the intention is for like the main map to be essentially fixed for every player. Um, at least in terms of like locations and names and, and stars and, and planets, all those things are going to be fixed. However, um, the, uh, there's an algorithm running under the surface every time you jump, essentially Uh, a little bit of time passes. And when you do the galaxy changes some Um, like prices on goods will change as time passes Uh, who controls what star system will change slightly as time passes to the point that if you keep playing the map looks completely different than when you started. And if my design functions correctly, it will never roll quite the same way twice for any one playthrough Um, and so you might get like a completely different layout, uh, as time goes on in your game. If you choose not to participate in the, uh, in like the conquest or the, the economy or whatever, like things will just change on their own. Um, so it's sort of procedural, but also sort of not.
0: So can you elaborate on the conquest and economy that you just mentioned?
2: Sure. Uh, like one of the big like late game activities will be either uh, joining a faction and participating in like their conquest where you uh, and right now the the conquest system is fairly simple if you are in a star system and you kill a ship of an opposing faction the faction that you are a member of gains influence and the faction that like lost a ship loses influence and so if you go to a system and you have a successful battle um, your faction gains some influence to the point that it can the the ownership of that system can switch hands while you're there uh because of your activities um but those sorts of things are simulating under the hood so that they're happening in every star system all the time um and like they're based essentially on like um you can kind of predict the ways that that things will move because it's sort of proximity based like if you're in a cluster of systems owned by one faction they're probably going to stay fairly stable um but if there's, say, like a system caught in between two larger factions, that one's going to change hands a lot. Weird things are going to happen there. And then that can create an imbalance in those two previously stable areas, and they, they can also start to change pretty quickly. Um, I, if that doesn't make sense, feel, feel free to ask me for some clarification. But
0: No, it sounds a lot like Space Rangers, um, which is a good thing. Uh, it sounds like there's a kind of a simulation going on under the hood that you know helps determine you know ownership and influence and things like that which is yeah awesome.
2: yeah and the um and it's all keyed to like so so part of the fiction of the game is that like it, have you guys read um i assume you probably are familiar with um Ender's Game and maybe some of the the much weirder sequels um anyway it's yeah. it's like the the lore is centered around the idea that uh like light speed or faster than light speed travel takes time. Um, And so like every time you jump, you're paying your crew a certain amount of money. What you're paying them for is for the time that they just lost. Like they, their family and friends back on a planet somewhere just got a little bit older and they just jumped and it for them experienced it in a moment. Um, And so the, like the amount of time that passes when you jump directly drives um, a lot of other things in the game, including conquest, like, it's it's basically a multiplier for you know this thing happened while you were in FTL at traveling at FTL speeds uh, and it's multiplied by this much because you were at FTL for this long uh, if if that makes some sense um, so like it, a lot of the lore and a lot total of other sense centered around sense. that like yeah, it's it not sense. like hard sciency or realistic necessarily but just gives a nod to that idea
0: now that makes total sense um, that was one of the things I liked the later. Probably one of the only things I like the later Enders game. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, no, they get a little strange, but uh, oh, yeah. I did oh, like that. God. I liked that about yeah. those, those yeah. books.
0: I'm, I'm totally with you. They got weird, uh, but that it is, you know, it's that guy. So, I mean, you, yeah. Do. Yeah.
1: you know, <laughs> I, speaking of those books, right? Speaker for the Dead, I thought was the best of them because it had was a, the
0: last one I read really yeah.
1: weird shit in the planet, but the whole concept of that planet and what was going on was really interesting.
0: Was that the one where it was told from the perspective of his buddy at the Academy?
2: No, that's, that's Ender's shadow. If I remember, uh, right. Okay. yeah, that's Ender's,
0: Ender's shadow
1: is a, uh Okay. Cause Ender's shadow is a retelling of the first yeah. book, but Which, from the perspective of,
2: yeah, I didn't think I actually book, right? I liked uh, that more than I thought I would actually.
1: I think I actually liked it more than the original book. It was <laughs> it was better in the retelling, honestly. But I even, but I think you had to have read the original book first in order to Oh yeah. I'm you
3: sure. know for
1: that book to actually hit it, it wouldn't have seemed better if you if you didn't know the story from the original perspective. But Speaker for the Dead was pretty damn cool. Uh, I I remember like the they had um they were trying to figure the ecosystem of the planet out. Right. And, and it was like, so everything was sharing genetics with each other. So it was like the deer would walk in the grass and then the grass would actually like fertilize the deer. You know, it's, it's like rubbing on its belly and it's, you know, gets the deer pregnant kind of thing. And, and it's like, wow, what a, what a weird ass ecosystem, completely alien, very inventive.
0: Right. I I don't even remember that one. I think I read it. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what the last one was that I read. It was so long I'm, ago. Yeah, it was several years ago that I read any of them. Although I read Ender's Game. I kind of reread that every year or so, probably.
1: Yeah, I was not
2: huge on the movie. I mean, the uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, I didn't even although I got to movie. see that one for free, so it, it was still maybe not worth the time. But
0: damn. Just got it for, watch it for. <laughs> I run into movies like that Like, what was it I watched the other day We couldn't even finish Star Trek Nemesis We had never seen it And Oh uh, boy,
2: no, that one that's the one that killed the franchise like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. why there weren't any Star Trek movies for a while
0: We got like 20, 30 minutes in And then we just were like, nope, we're done <laughs> There's not enough wine yeah, in the, the world
2: Well,
1: they had the the guy with the stretchy face And it just reminded me of that scene in Brazil when the, and, and if, if you're not familiar with Brazil, there's uh, like old lady getting a facelift in there. Oh they basically yeah. got like pins in her face and her face is like stretched across it. And, and I was just like, wow, this is like a rip off of Brazil. I'm out.
0: Good Lord. Yeah, no, that movie was. Yeah. So I'm with you. Like when I saw man of steel for free, I was angry. I like, <laughs> I got, I got drunk off wine i got like really tipsy and i was still mad i was like i want my time back (laughs) (laughs) i paid nothing for this but i want my time back anyway
1: (laughs) since we're movie talking right Uh uh i'm not gonna talk about star wars but Uh uh-huh star palpatine's back y'all
2: um i haven't seen the trailer oh it's sorry i haven't seen the trailer it's okay Yeah. yeah
1: It's just like at the end, it's got Palpatine's laugh, but on Kevin Smith's podcast, <clears> the <throat> guy that co-hosts with him was funny as hell. He's like, why is the Joker laughing at the end? Because <laughs> like, cause Mark Hamill's like, my name's in the title, bitch. <laughs> I was like, yay. Um, but he, he had like a, he had like a weird sick thought about that though. He's like, they call it like Rise of the Skywalker. And he's like, what if this is being the third movie and it's JJ, right? So it would be like return of the Jedi return of the Skywalker. But yeah. what if in, you swap the Jedi for Skywalker? So he's like, well, what if they were known as the Jedi, but now the Jedi are gone. So now all the new people are going to be called Skywalkers. That's
0: probably where they're going yeah. with it. Unless Ray is yeah. somehow mm-hmm. secretly a Skywalker. No, Ray is actually
1: a, a clone of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anakin Ma- made from his severed hand and Oh, I was thinking it was it, a
0: clone of Mon Mothma that's what I was no thinking.
1: dude I've been I, like the the internet like conspiracy theory Star Wars factory is in full tilt and I've been oh reading well celebrations just like, happened
0: of course they I, are
1: I know, but I'm reading like all these like ridiculous fan theories oh and and it's like, you know, like all the Snoke theories are back and I, God, I miss Snoke theories. That that was great. Um, uh. but, but anyway, I just want to see somebody make like a mashup script where they have to include like the top yeah. 100 goofy ass fan theories and, and actually incorporate them into some kind of script. That's like there's your writer challenge, like make all this shit actually fit.
2: And <laughs> I mean, isn't that basically what the fan rewrite of uh, of the previous movie was? Uh, it's it's basically just everyone says we're gonna fix it, and yeah. they're trying to rewrite what? it. Uh, yeah, that's totally a thing. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, okay, totally.
0: sure.
1: <laughs> but anyway, you know, anyway. actual good movie, actual good movie that I saw this weekend is Battle Angel Alita. Oh, Holy I, shit! I thought that you were gonna say Hellboy
0: no, for a second.
1: No. <laughs> I, I I saw like Hellboys out and I'm like what? So yeah. I didn't even know they were doing a remake of that thing. It, it looks bad. right under my radar. I'm
0: gonna go see it. But it looks
1: bad. It looks real bad. Dude, ba- <laughs> Battle Angel, like Spaz being the other anime guy here. I'm not really the anime guy, right? Like I've I've seen you know the Battle Angel anime. I'm familiar with it. Seen it recently, in fact. And uh, and I was just like, there's no way they're gonna tell this whole shit in. A, a Hollywood movie. That's not going to happen. And oh god, they did. And <laughs> it was so much better than it had any right to be. You know, it it was like they covered a lot of ground in what like a 2-hour movie. Uh but yeah, it was good good times. Like it it was 10 times better easily than The Ghost in the Shell movie, which was not terrible. So, yeah, yeah. It, it 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 did it right. I was and Christoph Waltz uh Totally brought it, you know. He well, was completely he, believable as fast. He fashion. always
0: brings it. He's yeah, he's but
1: just... but actually, like watching him fight with a rocket cane was pretty great.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued now. Anyway, back yeah, to he, uh... his
1: his weapon. His weapon is basically <laughs> it's a it's a staff with a hammer on the head and a rocket, <sighs> and that's how he kills cyborgs. Is just mm. like rocket hammer. It's it's the most anime <laughs> thing you'll ever see.
2: That wouldn't be, like, my first instinct if I had to kill cyborgs, but I guess if it gets the job done.
0: I guess well, it, you know, it yeah, really it well. works. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it works, why not?
1: So Yeah, it's um, like the it's like the Pacific Rim rocket punch.
0: You know what? I uh, got nothing against the Pacific Rim rocket punch at all. Exactly.
3: Love it.
1: <laughs> so just when the thing, I mean, you probably can't catch it in theaters anymore. I caught it in in the, like, dollar cheapo cinema you like this thing's going out kind of deal but the blu-ray cannot be far and i will be buying that blu-ray and i haven't bought a blu-ray for probably five years so there you go
0: what you know are you one of those people that aren't into physical media anymore
1: Eh, just netflix stuff But it's like, I don't feel the need to own movies so much because I don't get them out. And, you know, it's it's not like Star Wars original trilogy where I'm going to bust that thing out every couple months and watch it. But this movie, yeah, it'll, it'll get it'll it'll be like in the rotation, like Pacific Rim. You know, it's like probably once every six months I'm going to bust that thing out.
0: Well, we're not planning on talking about so many movies this show, but I think it's one of those those days,
1: y'all. Well, he said he'll come back, so we'll just talk about the game when he comes back.
0: It's cool. I Uh, didn't uh, leave.
1: No, I mean, like,
2: next time you're on. (laughs) Oh, I, I don't remember agreeing to come back
0: oh hey oh come on
2: <laughs> just did
0: <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh my god yeah this is your first and last show the game shut down shortly after that and was never heard from again
1: oh please don't yeah. jinx me please don't. no jinx no me. no 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 i was thinking you think you get I, to leave <laughs> no but i was thinking we lotion, i was honestly. thinking
0: we ruined you not the other way around um <laughs> oh another question will there be capital ships in the game
2: Yes, absolutely. There already are several, um, including some that can launch fighters.
0: Oh, and will you, will you be able to own those yourself, or are yep. you just oh? Ooh.
2: Yep. Full I, stop. I, every ship you see in the game, you can fly.
0: Ooh, can I love
2: a that. Good can they
1: have that Urquan sound effect where <laughs> every time you launch fighters, they're like launch fight?
2: Well. Funny, you should mention, uh, I actually what? just brought on a pro sound designer. So I have a whole lot of latitude on what I can do with the audio. So I'm very excited about that.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That, that's one of my day job connections who happens to love space games and he got all excited about it. So uh, yeah, he's in. Super cool. So it, I have
1: to ask you in general about because <laughs> this being a top down space game, right? Like what other top down space games? Like, if I said, you know, like, recommend me top-down space games similar to yours, what, what's your go-to stuff that, that uh, you're kind of basing this from?
2: So, as a kid, uh, I played the ever-loving hell out of the Escape Velocity series, Escape Velocity, yes. uh, Escape Velocity Override, and yes. EV Nova Um and there just isn't really a game that really scratches that itch for me. Like there's a few that exist like, yeah, um, like
0: endless sky and, like endless sky and,
2: and transcendence. And um,
0: when you
1: started me in a yeah. gunless shuttle. I knew that you had played some EV Nova.
2: Oh, I think I owe my career in game development to uh, getting involved with escape velocity early on. I, I like, I was like 10 and making plugins for escape velocity on my performer wow. 580 in my house. Um, yeah, I, like it just it got me started there. Uh and so like and that's also one of the things that if I don't include it in this game I won't feel like it's a it's it's fully a spiritual successor to that series. It it needs to have mod support. Um and so it's being built with that idea in mind, although I haven't actually tested the pipeline yet because there's still a few p- missing pieces. Uh so it is, is this, theoretically expandable. Is this homebrew
1: engine or you're doing on uh, or it's Unity, um, oh, okay?
2: Because yeah.
1: Unity is kind of a bitch to do workshops yeah. that work for, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit annoying. Um, but like, I'm not a graphics programmer, and taking the time to sit down and write my own homebrew engine would mean that I never got this thing done, considering yeah. it started seven years ago.
3: Um, well, it's just
1: usually when people say, "Yeah, I'm going to put in extensive mod support stuff," then Unity's off the table because of the way that it that it archives up all of its assets.
2: Yeah. So there there are ways that you can load assets created by Unity uh, externally. Um, And so someone who was going to make a mod that included like a new ship model or a new planet model or something, they would need to download and install Unity. And then I would provide um, essentially a toolkit and and a DLL uh, that would let them like say, here's my model, set it up as a ship for the game and package it up as an asset that it will load. Um, And then anyone who wanted to actually play it would just drop that mod in the mods folder and off you go. Um, It should not be that hard. And then like a lot of the game's data itself is structured just as text files. And so it's really, really easy to just create new missions or create new star systems or whatever, because they're all just text. Um, You could just create a new one and I'll be shipping. um, I plan to be shipping both the mission editor, the map editor, and like my generic asset editor that I use to do basically any, any asset in the game can be edited by that tool, but it's better suited for stuff like ships and weapons uh, and factions. Um, but all that stuff should come with the game, if not at launch, shortly after.
0: That is awesome. Because, I mean, one of the reasons people love Escape Velocity, like you were saying, is because they can make, what you call it, a script? Right?
2: Yeah, I mean, you could do, um, I mean, I played a Star Wars Total Conversion for Escape Velocity way back in the day. And I know there was, I think there was a Battlestar Galactica one for Evie Nova. Um, you can make as big a mod as you want for that game. Uh, it's limited basically by your ambition. Um, and I would like to leave as many of those levers available to be pushed and pulled by the players as I can. If you want to turn Stellar Nomad into Space Dicks, the game, like please do. That would be awesome. I would love it if someone did that. Um, because that meant they took time to do it. It'd be cool. I mean, I've seen what people do to Skyrim. They're degenerates. I understand how it works. Really? Like, Genital space jousting could be a thing. <laughs>
0: oh, damn it,
1: okay. dude! That game—it's so good, and you just won't play it.
0: <laughs> um, I will not. <laughs> I've got, I've got other games.
1: It's esport in the future.
3: Uh,
4: on the other hand, there's a game like Starwall, Just the Tip, which they actually took Ugh. that part of the the title out of the game, and they just <laughs> called it Starwall.
2: But I imagine the gameplay stayed basically the same.
4: Yes, they, they just changed the name because they, <laughs> they wanted just to make it more family-friendly.
2: Left that a little bit uh, unspoken.
4: Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, Brian also hasn't played the Mount Your Friends that I gifted him years ago.
4: Mm.
0: Uh, do I own that? I don't even remember. Yes, you do. Do I? I don't even know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Anyway. So so you're you're hesitant to call this an alpha right now, but like I would I would call it an alpha. You got stuff in here. So what kind well, there's of, stuff like, in
2: there. Strictly yeah. speaking, the definition of an alpha is feature complete, and I'm not there yet.
0: Uh, I thought I thought that was a beta. Isn't it beta? Uh, or is a beta? Is that beta? Beta Beta's like,
3: complete?
2: yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, there's. It depends on who you ask. Um, But if you go by the traditional definition of an alpha from my neighborhood, which might be different than literally everyone else's, it means that the the game is feature complete. Um, And there are quite a few things that I still like game systems that need to go in still. But the game is at a point now where there's enough stuff that you can actually play it and have like experience some progression um, that I thought it was worth like getting it out in front of people so that I could get some feedback on things that to me seemed super clear but to other people were like, wow, what the hell? I don't know how to do anything. And boy, there was a lot of that at the first launch, Um, a whole bunch. Uh, The game's changed quite a bit since the first, the first version came out. Uh, And most of it's been focused on, on usability and UI and user experience. Uh, Very little actual content has gone in since it's shipped or I say shipped since I put it up on itch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and, and so there is an economy in the game. How, how, how – because we love a good economy in an open space game. So are we talking- Right now it's
2: not good. It's not okay, good right okay. now. But um, what is the plan? <laughs>
0: what is the plan for the economy?
2: So um, the plan for the economy is, is to have some sort of logic and sense and balance. Um, right now the way that it's set up is essentially every planet gets um, a, a random selection of the number of goods that are in like the goods database. Um, and then its price is basically randomized. And so you can, even right now, you can find really excellent uh, trade routes that are in system. Um, like you don't even have to jump. You can just go back and forth between two planets in the same star system. Um, but I have in the code exposed a lot of different buttons and levers that I can manipulate uh, to change how things work in the economy. And so it's going to be a matter of like sitting down and figuring out how I want that to actually go. Um, Like I would like it. One of the things that does already work, for example, is if you use the same trade route too often, you burn it out. Like the prices even out and you got to leave it alone for a little while until they like go back to what they were. And then you can keep doing that both like to make trading maybe less boring because you're not doing literally exactly the same thing in exactly the same place for, you know, just grinding it out. But also to kind of encourage you to explore, like go find something else to do or find a different activity. And I don't know if that's sort of uh thing is necessarily going to be well received by the player base. And so I'm open to feedback on that kind of thing. Like maybe you don't really care if, uh, if trading is boring and repetitive, you just want to get money so you can get a cool new ship and move on with your life. Maybe that's what you're going to do. That's that. And maybe that's how it'll go, but I would like to have the economy be a lot more like responsive to what you do and responsive to other events in like the galaxy map. Um, Like there are a few things that happen right now that can affect the prices of, of goods pretty dramatically. Like if a star system is designated a war zone, um, goods that are, you know, scarce and valuable during wartime, like food, water, weapons, uh, and, and you know, components uh, of weapons or ships or whatever, those things all go up in price. Um and then if you as the pl- I've turned the, the blockading feature off in the current demo because it's wildly imbalanced. But if you as the player are trading too many of those goods in a war zone um, the enemy faction will start blockading it and they'll blow up literally anybody who comes in them carrying any cargo at all. Um, but if you can sneak by them, the prices are incredibly high. And so you can make a ton of money running blockades. Um, So, like, there's things like that that already affect prices, but that's not really like dynamic in a broad way. Like, I'd like to have, you know, a particular planet has a particular economic specialty. And so, you know, it produces certain goods at a higher rate and those goods are going to be cheaper there. Um, And then, you know, maybe another planet has a different economic specialty. And as a result, it needs lots of those goods, um, but doesn't produce them on its own. So prices there are high. And so I'd like to be able to both like, hook all that up. And essentially that's the bones of that kind of system is there. Um, but it's so, uh, imbalanced and kind of random feeling right now. And none of the data is exposed to the players. Like you can't look at a planet and know like, Oh, they, they focus on producing like food. That's what they do. Um, you can't know that. And so you can't really make any rhyme or reason out of it. And so for right now, most stuff is just turned off. Um, But as I get deeper into the UI programming, I'll be exposing more of that sort of information, at which point I'd feel more comfortable turning it on for the players to kind of, you know, experience it and and mess with it. Um, And those sorts of things should provide like bigger opportunities to make more money quickly. Um, Wow. I just talked a really long time. Uh, No, that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) We
0: we love, that's one of the reasons we do this is we love how the sausage is made. So So you're,
1: you're talking about how, um, players garden you know it's like you're free to go do your thing so you're gonna have like mining in there as a trading option as well
2: you know maybe um but in like every game that i've ever played that has it i hate mining and so i haven't oh. really gotten around to it i'm not super interested in it um it's one of those things though if there's demand absolutely i will put it in if people say we would love to mine space rocks i'd be like fine let's mine some space rocks we can do that um like it's part of the difficulty is like there, there'd be some like logistical problems to work out with that. Like, where would I put these, these asteroids that you would want to mine? Cause the, like the scale that the star systems are at they're they're kind of small. And so fitting that in, in a way that makes sense might get weird, but that's, that's up to me to figure out. I suppose people tell me they want to mine space rocks. They can mine some space rocks. That's fine. We can yeah.
1: do that. Well, if you want to put it in, come to me. I got some, I got some ideas about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't even be that difficult. I already have, like, when ships blow up, if they're carrying cargo, they drop cargo containers, and you can just fly over them and scoop them up and sell them. Um, it wouldn't be that difficult to put in an asteroid that if you blow it up, it drops, you know, rocks that you can pick up and go sell. Um,
1: yeah, the well, my quick thought, right, is, like, if you have systems out there that, let's say, they don't have planets that are dockable or whatever. Well, yeah, quite a few, is, actually. Uh, yeah, then, but you could have an asteroid ring, right? Yeah. And de- depending on, you know, like what's in the ring. So you have other NPC ships that could be out there mining it, which is your opportunity if you want to go out and just smoke NPC miner ships, you know, uh, kill yeah. them. Yeah. But also, then they would have people that defend them. So it would be kind of a like run in, kill a couple dudes, scoop their cargo, get out. Kind of all, almost a piracy, but a but a mine piracy thing. Um, but also, if you go somewhere and there's a mining operation with people that you're not friendly with, you're not going to be mining there because their military is going to run you out kind of thing. So yeah, it's yeah. like all the Actually, things like, that elite should have done that didn't.
2: As you're saying that, like most of the pieces that you're describing already exist. If you jump into a system. Um, And you want to smoke some NPCs and steal their cargo, you totally can. Uh, If they have any buddies in the system that are, uh, you know, either like that are any kind of warship, like they're a fighter or they're a capital ship, they're going to come after you for doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like a lot of that stuff already exists and like fleets already exist in the game ships that work together. Yeah. That's um, a thing that we should talk about
1: too, is like, this is not like player owns a single ship, but I saw you have fleet options there. So when you buy a ship, you can add it to a fleet, not just yeah. trade your ship. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and, and really to progress, uh, far in much of anything, like you'll need several ships in your fleet, if not uh, you know, a, a jillion at this point, there isn't an upper limit on the number of ships that you can have. Um, it gets pretty ridiculous past about. Ten, honestly, like the the formation starts to look absurd. Um, mm-hmm. But and and for and for for one of the for some reasons, I may end up capping the number of ships that you can have uh, in your fleet at once. But it'll be pretty high. Um,
1: so are like, you going to differentiate what kinds of ships? Like, I need a support ship for this. I need a cargo ship. You know, if if I'm going to haul stuff, um, I could I could tell the cargo ship to pick up all that cargo, and I just fly the fighter or um yeah
2: so that. um short answer yes yes um like you can stay in whatever ship you want and add gigantic craters to your fleet uh and then you can just m- like most of the trading and cargo happens planet side right now and not in space um but it would not be that difficult to uh like to issue orders to your fleet based on their role and ships are already divided up that way. Like there's uh, right now, there's not a big distinction between civilian ships and freighter ships other than Mm -hmm. like freighter ships carry a lot of freighters, but essentially those two classes of ship are going to do the same thing um, like in most AI type situations. And then Mm -hmm. there's fighters and there's uh, capital ships. Uh, And those two classes will also do different things in different circumstances. Like you can't, yeah. Like the, so like the AI is already differentiated in a bunch of ways and it would not be difficult uh, when issuing orders to say like, hey, freighters, go do this. Hey, fighters, go attack that. Hey, capital ships, stay right here and keep me alive. Um, well, it's good to hear
1: that you're not going to have the ships just kind of glob around with the player. You know, it's like, OK, they're always in a circle around me kind of thing. So you can. Well, how, how do you give orders? Is it going to be like uh, select them and then RTS it on the?
2: So it's, it's, uh, right now you can give them, there's a few orders you can give, but you can't differentiate by class of ship yet. Um, like you can right click and they'll just move to wherever you right clicked and kind of roughly stay in formation. Um, there's like a hold position command to just like stop what you're doing and, and stay right where you are. Uh, there's a return to formation command and an attack my target command. And most of like with those things, uh, just those things, you can accomplish most of what you need to. But I would really love it if I got into a firefight to be able to tell my freighters, like, get out of here. You're going to get destroyed. And the rest of my ships, please go fight. Um, So those are some of the things that I'm going to need to add. Uh, Are you going to have, like, limited munitions? Like, I can only
1: carry X number of missiles, and then I got to go, like, rearm? Because if I had a freighter and it's actually carrying ammo for me, and then I have to defend the freighter, but it resupplies me when then you could have like another freighter that actually scoops up the cargo from the people that you kill. Right. So it it would be like uh, almost like you, you have your fleet and then you have tender ships that are in it. And also, you know, like um, like in independence war two, one of the very cool things about that game was you'd go in and fight, but you didn't scoop the cargo yourself. You actually had a buddy with a freighter who'd come swooping in and like grab the cargo and jet off with it kind of thing. Um, that's the thing about that game that's always stuck with me is, is like, wow, nobody else has ever done that again.
2: No, I like that. I like that. That gives me some interesting ways to use fleet ships. Um, Cause right. Like current strategy right now is if you are trading, you should have your freighters in your fleet, but otherwise you should dock them and just leave them out of, leave them out of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having reasons to bring them with you, even if you're expecting a firefight is kind of cool. Um And so that, that, yeah, Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actually writing that down right now. Uh, um, cause I, I asked you before about like
1: other games that you'd played and you said, you know, escape velocity and that, um, other, other games that we've had people on, like there's endless sky. Which is a really great mm-hmm. game that's very similar to to I, I don't know if he set out to just remake Escape Velocity.
2: It seems like it to me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very verbatim escape velocity. And I've like I've I've tried to move the formula forward in some ways and do some things that the just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah, I mean it's it's very similar to that. But I mean in terms of other games, is that where you were going with that?
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at that. Um I've played a lot of thirty thirty Death War. If you haven't, you should. I, I have never even heard of that. Ama- oh, God, that's an amazing game. 30, 30 uh, Death War. Yeah, it's top-down elite, and you have the ability to get out of the ship and like walk around in the bars and talk to NPCs and stuff. That's Neat. pretty crazy. And it's, that's done. It's, it's,
4: it's amazing. That's on Lucasfilm-style. Uh, yeah. The Lucasfilm-adventure game-style.
1: Yeah, in oh, fact, really? your guy kind of looks like Indiana Jones. <laughs> 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 He's got the hat and everything.
0: Yeah, it's really great.
1: Dude, I was crying whenever I walked into the police bar and the the robot from that movie, Rotor, was standing behind the bar. And <laughs> I had to go on their Discord and just cackle. It was like, I see what you did. <laughs> I do not think anybody else had seen that shitty movie. And, and it was just like, wow, okay, I'm shocked. But yeah, so uh, other game, uh, we've had the developer on uh, for Star Minute Star Nomad, which is the sequel to Nomads of the Fallen, S- Fallen Star. Um, Star Nomad, uh, also, also called Nomad, you might want to consider... It, nom- that that is game. an uncomfortably close name. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should name your game Void Nomad and just make it completely unfaithful. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm probably so many- too far down that path at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I know. You're already committed. You got the domain and the itch presence and everything. You'll, you'll be fine with that. But, um, but star nomad, interesting game, the, the shocking things, the engine that he used, cause it's like a Google Chrome in a box, some, some kind of Google game engine that he used on PC and it also huh. works on tablets and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't even know that that existed until he came on the show, but star nomads, a, a similar kind of game to that.
2: Yeah. I'm watching the trailer right now on steam and it is, uncomfortably similar style uncomfortably similar name boy yeah
1: it's uh but it's neat uh one of the one of the things that's kind of weird about it is the corners of the screen are the jump points in and out so you you can't really like fly past the jump point it sort of funnels all the ships into the corner so there's there's basically like a hard corner to the screen which is odd design decision but i got used to it um but he's got a lot of stuff going in there like background simulation thing where if you sit and just watch the map it's like the different stars have politics with each other and they'll put fleets against each other and blockade each other and do all kinds of stuff so
3: yeah,
1: um boy. it's it, it's interesting to you know definitely <laughs> check his game out
2: yeah no uh, persistent invasion and defense fleets are uh, on my trello list boy i am gonna have to check this out 99 whole cents, man. I'm going to grab that.
1: Yeah. Uh, grab star nomad too. It's by okay. far the better game. It was like, he, it was a learning adventure making the first one. And then he perfected it with star nomad, which is like 13 bucks, I think, but well worth it. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then there's, uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it, we just had him on Brian, the top down game. It was, uh, Star, something travel. Star sector. Yeah, star sector. That's it. Yeah, star sector is. Uh, are you familiar with Kenshi? Because star sector is Kenshi in space. Uh no. Yeah. So put put star sector on your list. That's a, a game. It's got a lot of crew management stuff going on in it.
3: Yeah. Um.
1: You know, because it's like, hey, you find these you find a wreck. Do you want to like investigate the wreck? And it's like, Oh, you lose like five crew, but you gain get as much cargo. really big ships. Yes.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. He's got a, the one mechanic in combat that I find is really cool is it's almost like a heat thing, but he calls it flux. So Mm -hmm. flux powers your shields. But when you have the shields up, you can't vent the stuff. So if, if you have the shields up and you're taking a lot of damage uh, to the shields, they don't break but the heat meter goes up. So eventually you're just going to overheat and all your crap shuts down. So it's kind of like you have to break from combat just to cool off kind of thing. And then like the bigger guns that you shoot, the more heat you build up and yeah, it's, it's very neat. Some of the stuff that they did there.
2: Oh yeah. I'm actually like, I have a similar mechanic to that with my, uh, so I have a, a passive stealth system in game right now. And that basically just means if you are, currently not detected by anyone you essentially go into a stealth mode and you can then get very close to somebody Um, but you have a heat signature that changes size essentially based on whether or not you're firing your main engines or firing any weapons and so if your heat heat signature overlaps their detection range you're detected Um, but i'm also intending to include an active stealth mode that you can activate anywhere and it would use some of the exact same ideas where like in active stealth, the idea would be, like, you are retaining all of your heat. You are not venting any of it so that you're not mm-hmm. detected. Um, but that will drain your shields the longer you keep it up. Uh, and so it, it would have that sort of balance of, like, yeah, you can sneak in. However, um, oh, okay. you're going to be at a disadvantage when you when you jump out of stealth.
1: Oh, neat. So if you took a game that's kind of like these, and you you make it, like, turn-based combat, right? Mm-hmm. And then the... Uh, the NPC. No, the, the NPC dialogue stuff that's outside of combat is super Mm -hmm. deep conversation trees. It's almost like a visual novel, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it's randomly generated. Some of it is story stuff. And then you have crew management stuff. That's like darkest dungeon. Okay, cool. Right. right? So that's, that is uh, star traders frontiers, which is the trace brothers who are in the dev chat. So if you, if you talk to those guys, that thing, dude, I don't know how they update. They they put out like five updates a day. I don't know what the <laughs> hell, like between us having them on and having them on again later in the year, they had a hundred updates out. And it was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Wow. Yeah. I think they sleep in shifts or something.
0: They just added carriers to their game.
1: God damn. <laughs>
4: yeah. And that's gonna to come to mobile the mobile version later, but they just push that live like today,
1: yeah, yeah, and that that game does like it's all the things, like just check every box you can think of it's going on, and plus plus all the like deep visual novel conversation text adventure crap, and yeah, it's ridiculous, it's very, very different from what you're doing because it's it's not uh like um asteroids you know, kind of flight model thing.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's
1: more Map movement. And then you see it, you, you know, you see another ship and it's almost like final fantasy. But that's cool.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. No, that actually, that does look really cool. I have some research to do. There are certainly yeah. some good ideas that could be mined. Yeah. That one looks amazing. Actually. How have I not heard of these? Cause it's not like I haven't been digging into games that are similar or you know, might there share are- or overlap some ideas with mine, but
0: one of, one of the things about the space game resurgence is that, a majority of the space games that have come out in the last seven or eight years since it began have been top-down space games, whether it's your Drox Operatives, your Void Expanses, your, uh, oh, God, what else? 30 Spaz. Death Wars. Spaz 1 and 2, yes. Oh, God, there's...
2: Well, Spaz 2 is, is in 3D, I believe, or at least... Oh,
0: God, it is. You're right, but Spaz yeah. 1 is... It's yeah.
2: even VR, isn't it?
0: Boss Constructor, Reassembly... Uh, what was that one where you had to build a ship, but not build it too good because they were going to steal it, and you had to fight it? Defect. Defect. Yeah, defect. Thank you. Uh, and then
1: uh, what? What's uh, Nexus something?
0: I can't even keep track. Oh, of
1: I got to look. I got to Nexus that the Jupiter up incident. No, not Nexus. No,
4: no, no. The other one.
1: In, yeah, the the other one, like freaking game of the year, and it's only an alpha. That one.
4: Cosmeteer?
1: No it's like uh no
4: starcom nexus yeah
1: starcom right. Nexus, I was thinking star mm. something Nexus oh yeah.
4: right yeah so starcom Nexus very star-flight-y. Absolutely
1: put on your investigator very
0: starfly, yeah,
1: yeah, starcom Nexus bridges that that weird ground between being like a just a top down uh you know escape velocity kind of game, and then it also is the like oh and you build your ship you know, blocks you snap together, Lego ship thing, but it's not, but it's not like fast action, bunch of parts flying off your ship. Like a lot of the block ship stuff is, Yeah, it's more slow. It's, it's very much like, like playing a, a uh, tactical space combat thing, but it also has a ship you can construct yourself. But yeah, yeah the, it's- my, my, my message to him when he was on here after having played like, I don't know, 10 hours of his game that it, it was like, it's, it was really short. Right. But I played it through like four or five times because I was just kind of sucking all the design decisions that he did out. And it's, that's my description of the game is, is it's like a textbook of correct choices <sighs> whenever he was designing things like where, where do you put your jump points? You know, how, how far do you want the player to have to fly without a quick travel stuff like that. It's, it's just like, he's just on the money with all that stuff. It's like a classroom and design for that.
2: Yeah. Well, that just went on the list too. Although I've, I have seen this before. I've just never played it. Um, Some of that just owing to time. And
0: and please don't think we're trying to like, say these games are better or or whatever. Oh no, God, no, not at all. (laughs) Good, good. Uh,
2: good. I mean, they probably are right now. Let's be honest, but I think that there's a lot of good stuff there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well the thing it's like you take a bunch of people that were all inspired, you know, same point of origin, right? Is is like Escape Velocity Nova, right? Like all these people played that or something very similar and then said, Okay, I'm gonna put my own spin on that. And and it's like a shotgun of creativity. You you get different implementations of the same kind of ideas, and you see how like 20 different people did the same thing differently. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and it's just, that's why I find that genre very interesting is because it's people solving the same problem with very different solutions.
3: Yep.
2: Well, and it's, it's also people focusing on like the bits that they either wished were there or, you know, that they really liked and wanted to expand on like kind of both things. Um, and that's cool to see too. Just like, like you said, knowing that we all kind of have that same DNA.
1: Yeah, and Uh, and and there's definitely things we got into, and there there's space in the room for this game too. You know, yeah, that's the beauty of this.
2: Yeah,
0: there. I mean, there's never enough time or you know room for. I mean, there's we always could use more space games, and there's never a lack of room for more good ideas and more good games. I mean, we had such a dearth for so long, you know. That like yeah, yeah we're there a lot now, but like I have a feeling we're gonna need them for the next time. I mean, I feel a, like
2: it was Earth, like you know? Free Space two.
0: It was basically and
2: basically nothing.
0: It was Free Space two, and then a couple years after that it was I War two, and then a year after that it was Freelancer. And oh, then, that's right!
2: God, I love Freelancer.
0: Right, and then just a bunch of European games for like. <laughs> the Easter like star as dismissive as it sounds no 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 well in some <laughs> cases yes i mean for yeah
1: like if you're talking about parking that's crap hey, but-
0: hey 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 hey
1: hey I sorry i had to bring that up i saw you hey. and hunter talking about parkin like how 2 fan- you were that it just came on steam. or
0: god, uh gog, god rather yeah parking Two is fantastic but for every uh for every Space Rangers, there's a Tomorrow War and a Dark Sector and a, and a what, Star what the, Wolves. Star. No, they were they weren't bad. No, but Star Wars were all right.
3: What, it's what okay. I one? just
1: can't take the voice acting in it.
0: Dark Star well, One. That's where,
2: different. The, oh man, dark voice Star acting Star is one World. of those things. If you can't do it well, don't do it. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. don't do it. Don't at
0: do all. it. <laughs> like like those Star Wolves games, man. I don't know if you've heard the voice acting, but it is very, very English is our third language. Uh, voice acting, and I, I can't blame them. You know, they worked with what they had. At least we had something coming out for a little while here and there. Um, but like, it's going to happen again. Very strong. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen again. There's going to be another dearth. You know, so in a way, yeah. it's good we're getting all this stuff because we're going to need it yeah. for the next drought. You know. Yeah,
1: I just wish. I wish on the voice acting front, though, that if Back in the day when they were doing that, like the the Eastern Euro devs, right, Russians and and whatnot, um, if they would just embrace, like, hey man, it's space Russians, it's fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, just you know, like if Sean Connery can do a Russian accent, like the native guys can get away with it, you know, it's a, it's like I can totally take that. Like, don't don't try to sound, you know, Western or whatever. Just no, just be space Russians. Do it.
2: Yep. No, um, I can see that. Yeah, build that right up. into the lore. Yeah.
0: I think I think that's one thing that Rebel Galaxy and Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is gonna have for it is that the the main guy is also a professional uh like he reads audiobooks and stuff professionally. Mm. So yeah, you know, yeah,
1: man, I love Rebel that.
2: Galaxy. I played the
1: Oh yeah, they got a lot of voice actors for this thing, but Travis does a, a sizable number of characters. Yeah. Uh, did you see? He's got his wife doing the the bitch and Betty in the cockpit.
0: Is that, that his girl's wife? got a
1: voice on her too? Yeah, is that his
0: wife? Oh That's man! What he
1: said in the stream, I was like, really? Oh, wow, man! I, you know, I wonder if they met like in voice acting school. Or... I don't know, but oh, okay. um, anyways, uh, yeah, super talented, very small team. Right, but but they got the talent I can relate. Yeah, they got the talent of of five people, that's huge. Five
2: Five people. They don't how do they have enough to do? (laughs) How are they not shipping a video game every week?
1: (laughs) What did it what did he say? They're up to like two hundred hours of music or some shit in that game? Uh, there's there's, two hundred tracks.
0: There's um I think five radio stations, and the re- the the repetition is a lot better. Like, there's a lot less repetition than there was in Rebel Galaxy. Like, yeah. Plus,
1: he's doing the DJs for the radio. Man, the
0: stage.
2: music in Rebel Galaxy was awesome. Like, uh, well, I yeah, almost didn't mind.
0: I oh, just that? didn't mind. I was uh, like, oh, cool, this
2: song. No, yeah, yeah they, that, got,
0: that's they got good. Yeah. From, mm-hmm. they got more stuff from
1: they uh, got more stuff from Blue Sereno that yeah. that guy from. That
0: game. And uh, yeah, he uh, does a whole uh, the f-
1: mix of other stuff.
0: I kind of want to pay Travis to do fake commercials for our podcast because, like, the commercials. Yeah, did
1: he ever get back to you about us doing a fake podcast in his inside of his uh,
0: game? No, but I don't think we're. I I don't have the time. For I don't that, think do so. I, I I don't would, have the time to do that.
1: I would make time for that, but I was joking. Uh, I know but, they don't but want it. If but we did it,
0: it should be an NPR style. Welcome to Flipping for Shipping. I am your host. <laughs> I'm your host Giles Butterthorn, and joining me as always is your co-host Nigel Fitzwallace. Tonight, oh God, we're going to you talk know, about and we could pad it burgers. out.
1: <laughs> we could pad it. We could pad it out with classical music, right? Because that's all royalty free. There's so. already a
0: classical station in the game already. Uh, <laughs> like, it's too bad like, he's already on that. It's
1: like up next, Starbuck
0: a star there. in front of
2: everything
3: <laughs> space uh, mozart
2: <laughs> space that's what we need more space games with deep musical lore
1: yeah totally <laughs> well it'd be it'd be like gyrus, right you know you just play the, play that fugue and be like five jumps.
0: Oh uh, yeah folks, I some of you are complaining that the stream keeps cutting in and out. I am so sorry about that. I don't know what's going on with the internet. We've dropped almost half our frames tonight. Uh, Can we I sound good. That. I mean Discord thankfully has been sounding okay, so the MP three of this should be fine. But the stream itself, yeah, it's it's already restarted once. It's it's really bad tonight, worse than usual. And yeah. some some. You might want to just take are... the
1: MP3 and lay it over the video and upload that to YouTube instead. Uh,
0: yeah, because I know how to do that. <sighs> I I know editing. Paint no things. Thang. Editing. Yeah.
3: What's that? Well, What's, you, don't
0: you don't have to I sync don't...
1: it up to the video. That's the good part.
2: Yeah, you just I, just overlay it.
0: I suppose
2: uh, that's. True. I could do that for you if no one else could. It, it would not take you, long. We have the technology. I would imagine. It. Yeah, that's not complicated.
0: Is it it's not complicated. Maybe I'll learn how to do it. I'll look at the damn stream once it's done. <laughs> it's, but it I, it is I,
1: literally drag and drop. Really? That's it? Yeah, you have a video you have a it's like two it's like two uh lines on a spreadsheet, right? There's yeah. one that's the video and one that's the audio. And and if you wanted to chop a piece of audio out, it's like select a cell, delete it,
0: and slide you do it together. That- that's you can do it. that right in YouTube.
1: Not in YouTube. No, you do oh. it in an external editor. But they're free. yeah, uh, uh, OpenShot,
2: uh, yeah, is is free and yeah, like that. What's it called? OpenShot. Yeah, there's OpenShot and there's other alternatives. I'm sure. Um, I cut my very tame and unexciting trailer together in OpenShot in about four hours. Um, it's totally doable. I, to, I
1: have to check OpenShot out because I use VideoPad which is a like super generic open source thing.
2: Yeah. OpenShot is also open source, believe it or not. And it's got some, it's got some weird issues. Just make sure you set your frame rate on before you start editing. Cause otherwise things, things get weird. If you like yeah. edit in 30 frames and then you want to export in 60, then all your timing is going to end up screwed up. Um, yeah. That one, that one really bit me hard. Oh boy. Learn that lesson the hard way. It took you four
0: hours to make a trailer.
2: Uh, that's not a long time on a
3: trailer. Oh, really? really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I keep thinking I should make one for the channel, but I don't know how I don't got time. <laughs> yeah. It's jet. surprising
2: how long that stuff can like, no, can like, how much time that can suck up. And then like oh, for a man. game like mine, like, Cutting together a bunch of top-down footage is like it's hard to make interesting. And so you got to sort of like string together oh. some sort of narrative. And Yeah, yeah like how do you do
0: – that? like I don't know how – like I could not go through – I, I wish I had time to do this with the patients. But go through my videos and find like the best clips and then clip that. Like what? I don't have time for
2: that. Oh, yeah. That takes forever just by <laughs> right? itself. <laughs> right? Uh, like I actually worked in college as a wedding video editor. And my job was to go through the raw footage cut out all the crap in hand, like the main guy, here's the decent stuff that you can use to put together your video. Like that was my entire job was just to cut out the useless oh, stuff.
0: God. And there's so much useless it's, stuff. There's so, so much many hours,
2: stuff. so many hours oh, of useless stuff. Yeah.
1: God. Yeah. That's when that $30 like USB jog dial pays for itself.
2: <laughs> Cause hey, you can
1: just like speed scrub through videos. Yeah. Th- okay. A knob, like you're playing Tempest. All right. It's so a spinner. Except that it's tied to the video and it free spins, so oh. you can spin it slow, you can spin it fast, you can spin it back and forth, and then you you know basically like whip through the video until you see something and then dial it in to precisely where you want, and then cut jog dials like, are magic
0: it sounds like work, like well, what? I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I already have a job. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wish i, c- I don't know <laughs> people will ask me why don't you edit your videos uh okay you want to work my job for me my 50 hour a week job <laughs> so i can do that <laughs> go ahead <laughs> but you have a full-time job and are still doing this
2: and you know? and two small children yes and two-
0: that it's, is that is it's impressive. very busy
2: oh my god it's very busy
0: like, I don't know if I could do if I had even one kid I'm not sure I could do space game junkie to be honest with you because like I'm squeezing in whatever I can for the damn thing you know i i, I how do you find time with two kids and a full-time do, do you I mean do, does your do you juggle it with your wife i mean does, uh
2: I mean I try not to let uh work on stellar nomad interfere with uh stuff at home so I usually am not working at like if the kids are awake and home pretty much, um, once I get mm. them to bed, I can work on it for a couple hours in the evenings. Um, and because like I. I mentioned like before we started that I work uh, remotely and my company is on California time, but I'm on mountain time. And oh. they don't start work there till like 10 o'clock. So that means <laughs> I don't really have to show up until like 11. Um, I usually start sooner than that so that I can end sooner than, you know, 7 o'clock say, or something. But yeah, don't have to end it gives 7? me a few hours in the morning after I drop the kids off where I can, you know, do. Stuff that makes me feel human, like go ride my bike or work on Nomad or take a nap if the night was horrible. Um, So I mean, I have a few hours, but it means it does make progress a little bit slow. Uh, Like if I had, if I could work on this full time, man, it would. Well, I don't know if it'd be done yet, but we could a lot further on.
3: You just
1: (laughs) dose them kids with some Benadryl, knock them out.
2: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Yeah, you know, I actually.
0: Just grind up some Dayquil and put it in their food. Just, oh, man, I,
1: Benadryl is like the is like my mom's baby. But <laughs> I had allergies like really bad when I, was, oh, yeah. so no. I slept most of my childhood. She didn't do it on purpose, but yeah. Oh my
0: god! You know what though? I think uh in the days like these days of early access and all this transparent development, I don't know if you were into this, but I. I mean, there are a lot of entitled gamers, you know, out there still. We want it now, now, now. But I, I'm seeing a lot on Steam forums and whatnot that gamers, if you're like open about that sort of thing, they are more patient. You
2: know. Yeah, I'm actually hoping. Like I was originally planning to go early access fall, uh, and right. now I'm actually thinking I want to go early. Basically, as soon as I get. My new logo and new trailer done. Like, oh wow! Like Steam, it, early as fast as I can get the Steam page about? set up, I wanna, oh, okay. I wanna move into early access. In part so that I can like get more feedback. Uh, Like the price will definitely be lower while while it's in such an early state. Um, but I'd like it to start reaching a bigger audience. Like I've I've reached that point now. Where pretty stable. People are playing it and not having huge problems or massive bugs. Like all right, let's, let's get it in the hands of more people and see if I can't like actually get some community engagement and really grow this thing. Um, But yeah, it's like, I, I'm shocked how much time I spend doing like, non-development related work on nomad, like, you know, making the trailer or updating all the different places that I post about it on the internet. Like I'm on itch. I'm on game jolt. I've got a thread going Uh, on tig source. Uh, there's Twitter, there's Facebook. Like,
0: I will tell you what, it shocks me how much
2: time that stuff takes.
0: Yeah. We, we talked to so many developers who are, who like had no idea how much time marketing, you know, their game and working on that ancillary stuff, social media and all that would take, like, I, I keep thinking if I do end up, you know, you know, if my job situation changes, like that's what I should do for people, you know, is like work on that kind of PR stuff. Cause I kind of work in internet marketing. So it's like, I could do that for other people.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like I'm a, I'm a game developer and my day job, I should know how. And it's still totally different when you have to take it all on yourself. <laughs> like,
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, my God. It's and actually so like, work.
2: that's one of the ways that my, like my wife has, has stepped in and, and managed a lot of that sort of thing for me. So I can spend more time just working on the game itself. Um, Cause man, it's like, it's like half the week of the time that I have available to work on this project. I got to spend doing that. Like just to keep the, the 50 whole people on the internet who know about point informed. <laughs> yeah it's sixty it's, it's, now it, sixty now yeah no, actually, I've been watching my analytics on so yeah, it's going it, good for me
0: it's it it's 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 it really is amazing like so many developers are just not expecting how much other work goes into game development i mean it's just there's so much to i mean especially on a platform like steam where the the competition is and 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 the visibility are both problems <laughs>
3: yeah yep
2: yeah and especially in like kind of a niche game like either either you do great uh because people find the niche you find the people who are in the niche and they like your game or or you die in obscurity um and most of the time that's where it goes like you just yeah it is difficult to go from like no fan base at all to people caring about your game, especially if it's, yeah, it's, it's surprisingly challenging. I've, uh,
1: this sounds like a, a yeah, game dev talk in the world for GDC. Oh,
2: I went to a bunch of GDC talks on this subject this year, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, so
1: what do they say in this year? Because I watched the one from like two years ago. It was like making people care about your game and it was already brutal. So, you know, but back then it was, it was the deal. It's a a stat that I quote a lot on here, which is probably like wicked worse now. It used to be if you put a crap game out or you put a game that you put five years of your life into, you're going to sell about 20,000 copies. And, you know, so that leads to like flappy bird syndrome, right? It's like, hey, I can I can shovel something out every weekend and one of them is going to stick or I can do my passion project that I devote myself to for a good length of time right so it's it's like not encouraging quality in the marketplace the way that, yeah. that was so but i don't know cuz steam has jacked around with that with that uh whole algorithm especially about like popular new releases that was freaking me out today i'm looking at popular new releases the first page runs like clear back into 2017 for me <laughs> and, and it's like wait a minute you only got like i don't know 30 games in this list and we cover 2 years really Like there's got to be more popular new stuff than that. Like show me popular stuff the last 90 days or something.
2: Yeah. So I went to a talk, uh, by the guy who made, um, one hour, one life, uh, Jason Rohrer. Uh, and that was like my most useful talk at GDC was that one. Um, because, uh I don't know if you're familiar at all with 1 hour 1 life it's a survival game um and here I am advertising somebody else's game. Uh I've never played it but it's doing like really well for what it is and he's he's very comfortable as a result. He was very candid sharing his you know his income and all that sort of stuff that he's made from this project. Um and he like what he did is he didn't just talk about like oh I made 1 hour 1 life and here's what I did to be successful. It was like I made 1 hour 1 life and then I went and I looked at all the other games that are similarly successful or more so and see what they have in common. And um, so another game that uh, like the one that stuck out from the talk to me that was actually like had at the time of sampling about twice as many concurrent players as one hour One life is a game called that. I'm sure everyone here has heard of called feed and grow fish. Um, oh yeah. I it, own that. Uh, are you joking? Is it? No, I don't know. Okay, okay. okay, yeah, so that game makes a lot of money. Um, and uh, it's not like... Is that is that one of Jason's as well? Uh, no, it is not. Um, oh, okay. It's just another game that's sort of like similarly uh, popular to One Hour, One Life. And so he was looking at like other games that have similar concurrency rates on Steam and like what do they have in common? And it seems to be one of the big threads is what he calls infinite situation generators where like you can sit down and play this game and something that could happen to you. That's never happened to anyone else who's ever played it before, including the guy who makes it. Um, so sandboxy kind of games, uh, like are tending to do better on steam and they don't necessarily do like explosively well, like some of the really big stuff. Um, but they do well enough that they, like they can do well enough to be totally worth the effort. Um, and it also made me think about like different ways that like different audiences I could be trying to tap into um, because I'm thinking like I'm making a space game. I should be targeting people who like space games, which is a reasonable assumption. But also what about people who like Far Cry? Um, it's There's actually some similarities like there's a sandbox. Weird stuff can happen kind of out of nowhere um they might like it or you know the Skyrim community might get into it because you know as open world there's gonna be a narrative um, that you can either play or ignore uh yeah. and there's sounds, mod support. Like there's like, a crossover there that I hadn't thought about.
1: Yeah it sounds like Freeman actually the I forget what the full title is. Um one of the one of the guys in the chat like helped out with but it, it's Gorilla it's basically
4: it's,
1: Yeah Freeman Girl yeah. War. Which is basically like a procedural
4: uh it's it's Mountain Blade that. with guns. Yeah, just, basically. Just leave it right there, it's Mountain Blade with
2: guns. Wait, how have I not heard of this?
4: It I was have like originally a thousand developed-
2: hours of Mountain Blade. It,
4: I have now, not here's, here's the thing. It was originally developed with a sci-fi concept and then they made it uh closer to modern.
3: Yeah. And it's only like twelve uh, bucks or thirteen bucks. Well, it's like What was that expensive. called again?
0: Freeman, Freeman. Guerrilla Warfare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna ruin your I... wallet tonight. We're we're just gonna
2: ruin <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't bought any of these. It's just going on the wish list. Game game devs come
1: on here and go broke and they wonder why. It's, <laughs> it's not because we killed their
2: Oh, and it's also like not quite as hideous as Mountain Blade. Yeah, I feel like they just are allergic to having good-looking artists.
1: Did you run into the Mountain Blade guys at GDC? And I did not. I did Banner not.
2: Okay. No, I... Uh, no, no, no. Um, I am waiting patiently for either my children to go to high school or for Bannerlord to come out, and one of those things will happen. <laughs> so...
0: Well, who knows? Star Citizen might well, that come out before then, and... That's how you
2: should market your
1: game. Just say it's mountain blade in space.
2: You know, it's, it does take a little bit away from mountain. Blade. Uh, like I want to use some of the same ideas they have for formation management and, and, uh, strategy, uh, which is admittedly kind of limited in mountain blade. Um, but I also really like the idea that you are like, you're one person on the battlefield. Uh, And you will always just be one person. It's not like a. It's not an RTS where you're commanding everyone in sort of this godlike way. You are actually Mm -hmm. on a field, Uh, and Nomad is similar. Like you are always going to be flying one ship in space, um, but you can also have a fleet to back you up. Yeah Um, the the thing that the thing that I
1: wished about Mountain Blade when when I played it uh, I played the I forget which one. God, there's a few of them. Um, the The one that's really popular, not the Napoleonic. Warband. Yeah, Warband. That's it. Um, Warband kind of modded up. You know, it's it's cool. But the multiplayer mode in that is more like, okay, we're going to load a map and throw the players on there. And I, what I was hoping was that it would be multiplayer with the open world. Yes. And then I could run into Yes. Other, yeah. And you could actually
2: not, fight... With your armies against another player? Yes, I really.
1: Yeah, it's like I totally Warband I wanted to have be-
2: multiplayer, and then it wasn't that at all.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, it's like I I want when uh, when Warband comes out, I want it to be like Total War, except all the units are people. Yeah, and then we're, you know, but give me give me like moving around on the big map, and if we happen to run into somebody else's army, that's great. Um, yeah. So oh man, I'd he, be stoked
2: he, if it was just like, even if it was just two players, one commanding each army and you had a bunch of NPCs, like even yeah. that I would have really liked. Yeah, uh, it's
1: it's just like you lose the whole, the whole map and all the NPC interaction and everything. And it just becomes like, uh, like battlefield kind yep. of thing. Yep. It's just kind of like, eh, but yeah, I mean, it's fun in its own way, but you know, did you, did you ever play, um, the war of the roses, which was a derivative thing from mountain blade? but it, no. w- it was multiplayer only. Yeah. It's unfortunately dead now, um, but it was like a mountain blade kind of thing. And yeah. the problem that they ran into is like, whenever you go into that game, it would be like, people would load up the, uh, the like arena map. And then it's just like, well, it's just joust in the arena. But the actual game was um, what's, what's that other medieval FPS uh, chivalry? Yeah. Chivalry. Okay. Sure. So imagine chivalry, with a bigger map and complex objectives, right? Right. So, so it might be like a five step thing to bust down the drawbridge, get in the castle, do whatever. Right. So it's, it's almost like uh, in the battlefield games with rush mode where, you know, it's, it's like the spawn point and the uh, objectives like push back and forth across the map as things go on much more complicated than chivalry. And it had the mountain blade combat in it, which is yeah, better than chivalry, so chivalry it's cool, but it's kind of twitch you know it''s, it's the it's like doom compared to the <laughs> to that um, but this was really super cool the way that they did it and unfortunately, the community just didn't really stick to it the you know it maybe it was like too slow, too complicated for what what it was trying to do, but I really enjoyed it um, but Gloria Victus might interest you uh, it's still very early alpha. That they're doing there but it's three armies on the map and it's got a little bit of a town building thing like you have to go out and chop wood and actually build your your fortress and your town and stuff right there's an economy of that and then you go out and raid the other kingdom and you know but it's it's all humans basically the there's npcs to kill but i think the like everybody that you're going to fight is going to be glory yeah so brian just put a thing in the chat for Gloria Victus. Yeah, 50% I wouldn't
2: percent off on Steam right now.
1: Yeah, it's worth it at that price. Full price, eh, it's too early, but yeah, <coughs> it's it's kind of neat. Um, and then there's there's like boss fight stuff. Like I saw some people fighting a giant up in the hills and that. So neat. They, yeah, there's some weird stuff in there.
2: Oh, my wish list is growing. Yay. i have a hard time not buying this one right now because it's on sale. Hey,
1: yeah, I, I would say if watch a video of it and if it and if it sticks to you, then grab.
0: If you, the one you should buy if you haven't bought it already is Star Sector, that's really the one. Yes. You should you should definitely. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: that one. That one's actually at the top of this list. That it keeps getting longer because mm, Star Sector yeah. is that. As goes on, space.
0: Yeah, that's also been an early access. Well, not Steam early access, but that that went on sale I think early 2011, and it's wow, not, it's not done yeah. yet. What was he, it called
1: back then? Starf- uh, Starfarer. Starfarer.
0: Starfarer. But then.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, Did we get into him, with him why the name he changed? Didn't he, he didn't want to talk
0: about oh, it. He didn't want to talk about it.
1: Oh, that's right. He was just like, no, yep. it's not.
0: They, I remember something it. about that.
2: I remember a game uh, changing its name at some point. I think it was Starfarer. I'm yeah. am, am vaguely familiar with it. yeah. It's
0: probably because the, the geniuses at Star Citizen also have a ship called the Starfarer. There's
2: also a game called Starfarers of Catan. Yeah, what? there's like a.
1: Oh, you know, know what? There's a, there's a Google
2: auto complete suggestion called Starfarers yeah, of Catan. You yeah, you know what?
1: I'm betting that he ran into the Catan people. I, I would bet. Oh, that, man. That's where the collision was. I've never they even got heard clapped.
0: of this. Oh, it's a board game. That's what I never heard of. Yes. It's not a, it's not yeah, like but, it, but it's,
2: one. Uh, yeah, it's Catan.
0: But it's not yeah, a video Catan, game. Catan's I, I,
2: got yeah. bank.
1: So, yeah. That they could have caused him more trouble than than Star Citizen would over a ship name. That's for sure.
2: I don't that's, know. God, Star Citizen has a lot of money too. So
3: yeah, well they yeah.
1: do, but <laughs> they're blowing it on uh, you know like coke and hookers and hot tubs, and whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was back in the '90s game development again. Oh, that was Virgin Interactive. Sorry. Uh
2: yeah, I've God, I have heard some stories. Uh, one that actually is exactly like that.
1: <laughs> did it involve Virgin Interactive as well?
2: Uh, it was Angel Studios, I think. Oh. Let me think. I'm remembering that right. That sounds familiar. I who what I mean they're, they're not really? they don't exist anymore. Uh, I,
1: the the story I heard was like whenever whenever they were liquidating, they were actually eBaying off hot tubs. So I'm just saying.
2: Oh, yeah. Angel Studios, uh, founded in 84. In November 2003, they were bought by T2 and renamed to Rockstar San Diego.
1: Oh, that explains everything.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Oh, look at this. They did Midnight Club Los Angeles. I love that game. Actually, they did all, looks like they did all the Midnight Clubs. I like, I think
1: Midnight Club LA was like my favorite Midnight Club.
0: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that and
1: Dub Edition.
0: I still load it up every now and again because it's just such a great, such a great game. Wow. They did, they, they did red dead too. Look at that. Okay. Well, these guys are doing all right. Apparently.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah.
2: I mean, rockstar San Diego is doing fine. Um, so <laughs> Interesting. Since, since the,
1: the virgin interactive thing comes up though, is that podcast that I started listening to a couple of weeks ago, the retro hour, it's some guys out of the UK that are interviewing devs over in the UK, right, about that business over there, which was very, very different than the American software business and that. So they were talking to, on the last episode, it was the guy who was sales manager for Commodore. And he talks about, like, how he got his first job because he he used to sell, like, uh, like, car conditioning chemicals and then went in for an interview about selling computer software and like just jumped over into that but now he and he's still active in the business right but he he ended up like working for commodore working for uh it wasn't US gold it was the their competitor i can't think of the name of um but then he he was like in the mix with uh um mastertronic and, you know, like he's talking and I'm hearing these company names that it's been like 20 years since I heard these names. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Right. But, yeah, he he was telling some of those stories, you know, like going over to Richard Branson's house, getting <laughs> trashed.
2: <laughs> some guy you might have heard of.
1: Yeah. It was like they had the the idea about like, hey, let's play video games on airplanes because they had Virgin Air. So they're like, let's, let's install video games in the back of the headrests of the planes and stuff. And then we'll get our software in there and then people will buy the, game. yeah, it was like that whole deal. Super interesting guy because he talks like nothing about, he's, he's not like fan of games. He's a business dude who just happened to work in games, but he's not at all what I would call a gamer. So he's talking about, yeah, so he's talking about like behind the curtain. You know, what, like, what the wizard is like. And it's just like, wow, this is the whole other story that you don't hear and super fascinating. But that's a retro hour podcast. Definitely worth it. I subscribed to that thing so hard after I listened to one episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. British devs seem to be a bit different than, at least, back in the 90s. America.
1: Well, like the stuff he was talking about, because. What what was fascinating to me, and I would like next time we have somebody from UK on, I want to talk to him about this, this especially somebody you're, that did
0: you're like have to, you're games. Gonna, you're gonna have to get up early, I and mean, you're gonna have to take. I forward. know, I
1: know. So just do it for me then. But the 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 deal though, he was talking about the software industry where um a, a game would come out uh like in America. And it would be selling over here. And then they wanted to sell it in Europe. But the problem was that nobody in Europe had floppy drives. They all had cassette tapes. What? So then they started a business. Yeah. It was like the Commodore was mostly a cassette-based business over there. And then we had floppy disks over here. But it might take like five cassette tapes to get a floppy disk's worth of shit. So then they would, they would repackage the game on like five cassette tapes and sell it over there. And it's like I can't imagine the load time. Holy shit. But, you know, but it's like, well, this is what your customers have. So, so if you want to sell this game in shops over there, then you got to do that. But it was like the beginning of the software sales industry. It was more to like door. It was more like door to door salesman stuff. It wasn't like you're a distributor and you pick the phone up and yeah, how many thousand copies do you want to order? It was like, knock on the door of the computer shop in this town. Like, Hey, can I sell you 10 of these? It was cra- huh. crazy stories, man. That's that's why I said I, I was just wrapped listening to this guy for like an hour and a half or however long they had him on. Jeez. Yeah, it it was just like every time he started talking, it was like something I'd never heard before. And it's just like, damn, it's like that. Because UK, you get a lot of Spectrum stuff and Amstrad and you know Acorns and things but he was talking commodore which was like my thing when i was a kid and uh you know but seeing their perspective of it you know and it made me it made me remember like some old cosme games that i had and stuff like that it's good times
0: (laughs) so um (laughs) the the roadmap for stellar momad is looking like what you want to get into early access as soon as possible so you think in like
2: 2020 release uh i would expect that a 1.0 release i don't want to put any anything too specific on it but i would say early to mid 2020 for 1.0 um, it's yeah. a little bit hard to plan my time just because there isn't a ton of it available to work on the project. But well, sure, that is kind of my target um, is is early to mid twenty twenty for one point That
0: seems like a very reasonable target. I mean, who who knows what's going to come out next year? I certainly don't. I mean, Squadron Forty Two, maybe? <laughs> no, I'm okay. kidding. Could okay. be. No, it's not. <laughs> Did you see the
1: the new point release that they put up with the city?
0: You mean the city that apparently doesn't actually do anything? It just looks good, but it, you can't well, actually do anything with it. That's
1: that's the game, bro. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. One city on one planet. How many systems were they planning? Thirty. Well, well they're
1: they're filling them uh, in, but yeah. it's it's basically it's basically like the it's the endless city, right? It just generates city as you fly over it. It's
2: it's a coruscant is kind of how I had it described oh, to me God. where it's. And it's, and any of these places you could just pop down and say hello and walk yeah, around and there's stuff I, to I, do.
1: I, well, nothing to do, but you could probably plop down. But see, that's, that's the thing. Like whenever we talk about games that have a lot of surface area and a small amount of content is, is like put the content in a, a central area. Right. Like it, well, I'll use elite because that's the easy one because people are familiar. If it, like there's what like 10 different uh, political powers, they each have a home world. So there's 10 places. And then mm. go out, I don't know, 30 light years from there and just, you know, put a sphere around each one of the capital planets, 30 light years. That's where the content is. So if you want to go pick up quests or whatever, that's the place. And then when you fly outside of that, now you're out at boondocks doing free trade or whatever. But if you wanna be like, well, hey, I heard there's new content and I wanna be funneled toward it, then you fly back to the core, right, of like whatever power you belong to and then start talking to NPCs inside the, the content bubble. And It'd be you'll great get if
0: stuff. that's how it worked. It'd be great I know, right? Like just call
1: call the man, tell him maybe in a year when they start updating it's their game again.
0: Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. I mean, yeah, so take your time, you know? I mean, there's so much coming out. The 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 best way you can you can differentiate your game from others is to take the time to do it right if you can. You know. Yeah,
2: I mean, there was a point in time where I was like, "Boy, I got to get this few other games that are nips that are and now I've missed that window." Uh and at this point, if I'm going to stand out, it's going to be because the game is polished and and exactly like well done and fun to play. And so I'm just going to take the time I need. And like I said, ideally get into early access and start getting some people who, who care and give me feedback on that sort of thing. Um, so that I know that I'm doing the right thing. Like, because yes, I work in video games, but mostly I make tools. So yeah. it's, uh <laughs> you know, not super relevant necessarily, except for the programming chops. So you're what sort you- of
1: a digital carpenter.
2: Uh, in what sense? Well,
1: you make tools, right? So,
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, my job is mostly to make other people's j- suck. Like, let's figure out how to make the cutscene pipeline a thing. Like, we put scene cutscene in Unreal 4. Because, uh, as it turns out, it really doesn't support that. Um, oh. So, yeah, like, that's my day-to-day. Uh, how do we get lip-sync into the game? How do we... I don't know. There's a bunch of weird problems.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Well, it's interesting, right? Like the we don't often talk on the show about it, but I'll catch Dev this is off to the side, you know, and, and just be like, Oh, how'd you do that? Right. And then they'll yeah. they'll tell the tale of woe of their epic struggle to like make lip sync work, stuff like that. And uh well, like the with the Rebel Galaxy guys was talking to them about it and they were like, Yeah, we could've hard coded this whatever or we could have used whatever engine, but we wanna be able to like edit this stuff in you know, without having to animate this, whatever. So then we bought this package that actually will, will automate lip sync from stuff and that, you know, but then the challenge is to integrate somebody's third party package into your existing game.
2: That Um, sentence, that sentence that you just said, that's mm -hmm. a big part of my day. Um, Specifically, like we bought a lip sync package that will generate the animation. You got to have some way to automate them in some way to automatically import them and some way to link them into our dialogue system so that they'll actually play when they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Like just because you have the data doesn't mean you know how to use it. See, Uh, there
1: should be, there should be a discord somewhere, a secret discord where all of you integration guys actually (laughs) hang and like, just share like how the hell you solved whatever. Right. Because there isn't,
2: there is not one of those. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Is like, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm saying somebody, Oh, you can't see me, but I'm winking when I say that. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Th- there's definitely a community of people who, who share the tips and tricks of the trade, um, for that sort of thing. Cause man. There's a lot of it, and you, it's some of that stuff. You think like this is a solved problem. Like video games have cutscenes. Th- this is a solved problem. There's a there's an out of the box solution for this. No, there is not. Yeah, there is not. There
1: isn't. <laughs> do, you,
2: do you do anything no. with Substance Painter, or Substance Designer? Um, <laughs> today actually, uh, yes. Um, I've just finished a tool that will let people, um mask out of their Perforce workspace by username substance files created by other users because they are so friggin' large that we are filling up terabyte hard drives. Like it's nothing. Um, yeah. and there's really no reason to look at somebody else's substance file most of the time. Right. Uh, and so yes, uh, do I actually use it all that much? No. Um, okay. Cause if, like,
1: if, I, cause if you want to talk to that guy, then I, he's a friend of mine. So.
2: I want to talk to him about why substance files are so large. There's literally no other conversation I want to have with a substance developer besides why isn't SPP five, five gigabytes? Please tell me how can you make that smaller? Please help me. We're dying.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: Yeah. It's, so well, yeah, um, actually, ca- yes. Kamikaze in the chat. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Kamikaze actually used to work with Josh whenever they worked at uh, Crytek Austin mm-hmm. back in the Z day. So Yeah. But, but that's, that's the guy. his, his name's Josh. I can, I yeah. can actually give you his contact info if you want to talk to him about why his product sucks.
2: I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> his product. the product is so amazing that we can't not use it, but also yeah. it's creating a massive logistical problem. So yeah, no, I would love to talk to that guy. Actually. Um, a very friendly, definitely not aggressive at all. Uh, and I mean that sincerely, but I would <laughs> yeah. love to talk to him and see like, is there anything coming? Like this is really hurting us.
1: Yeah, dude, oh, those guys yeah. got so successful in the industry. I I mean I I assume that everybody is kind of dependent on substance at this point. Al- Algorithmic,
2: I think is mean, the company name. Yeah, it's uh,
1: substance abuse. Yeah. Oh. Well, so the deal like, nah. like he, well, he was he was nah. like the nah. only American employee because the whole company's in France, right? Yeah. So he so he was he did what I would do. It's like I'm the only employee, I can move wherever I want. I'm gonna move back home. Which, yep. which is back where I'm from too. We, we grew up actually like I could throw a rock and hit his house, but we didn't know each other back then. Um, but he moved back to that Ohio economy where, you know, it's, it's like a, a nickel to a dollar kind of exchange rate. Right. So, so he can do pretty good. And then, he was just like working out of his house. And then it was like, okay, I got to hire a guy. I got to hire another guy. So he ends up with like people working out of his basement. And then they got to the point where it's like, okay, screw this. I got to like rent an office space. So (laughs) at, at this point now he's like managing an office full of people as, as opposed. And, and I watched this growth over like two, three years. And it's like, those guys must be kicking serious ass to, to be like bringing on support staff like that because their support load was just, Massive. And those are the dudes that do integration stuff. So yep. you know it's it's like I can't solve this problem. You call them. So if, if you've called them, you'd probably talk to one of those dudes.
3: Yeah,
2: I one of the things I had to do for Substance Painter was integrate version control because there isn't an existing plugin for that. There is not. And that blows my mind. That's another one of those questions. Yeah. Why don't you guys have perforce support or subversion or git anything, please? Yeah. People
1: still use subversion?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the last place I worked was uh, they were all big on the SVN. I had never used it before, so that was a learning experience for me, especially because some of the terminology is like reversed if you're using Perforce versus SVN. <laughs> like, checkout means something entirely different in Subversion.
1: Perforce. So, so, back whenever I worked for NetApp, the guy sitting next to me, who also he moonlighted as a voice actor. So, uh, in uh, uh, Wasteland 2, he's a couple of characters in there. So, but I'm sitting next to this guy and he's, you know, and this is like before fallout four came out Mm -hmm. and Bethsoft's on the phone because their source repository was on our storage hardware. And (laughs) they had just like crashed a 14 disc aggregate Mm -hmm. that had that on. And and we're trying to like recover fallout four. So yeah, (laughs) That, that was a Saturday and a Sunday that we spent like, you know, doing shift handovers, trying to like save Fallout 4, which we did because you're playing it. So there you go. It was it was more him than me, but it was just like, you
3: know, one of those like, yeah, I was there.
0: Any who's will be. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is
2: melting, so let's start wrapping it up if you don't mind. No, no, no problem. You, you did say lean into the tangents, and I feel like...
0: no, no. This was no. um <laughs>
2: No, this is light, man.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was a, it's it's a conversation and it's yeah. and that's how yeah. a conversation goes, talk conversation. We did talk about the game. It's not like we ignored Good. it. We talked quite a bit about the game. Um so folks, if you're unaware, you can go to itch.io right now and and get the pre-alpha tech demo. It, it's a
2: it's a slice
0: it's a slice little little, little little tiny piece of pie of uh little 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 sliver you, you know uh, of a piece of pie that is a uh, stellar nomad Ah, uh, there's a video i play uh, of me playing it on the youtube channel it's it's really fun and i had a great time playing it uh for you know before i got murdered repeatedly uh uh but that's gonna happen yeah that's good that's gonna happen uh especially in the early game of these kind of games but yeah it's on Itch.io right now you can download the uh demo let's just call it a demo for uh yeah for free and you should definitely check it out it's going to be coming to steam early access quote unquote soon uh yeah it's uh, it's literally just held
2: up at this point by marketing and probably whenever the 0.3 update. Um, that I think is the version I would like to take to early access. So,
0: Oh, well, well also it's held up by life because you have kids and a full-time job. Well, there's that. So I mean, yeah, yeah there's let's, that. Let's, let's, let's be clear, but folks, uh, this is a fun looking game. It's going to be a real fun sandbox. I think we will definitely have to have you back on in a little while to check in, you know, see how things are coming along. Um, yeah, so uh, I to, would love uh, to come
2: back. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Talk about the new things that are happening, and yeah. you know,
1: so you could good. run a you There's could run a daycare in. Kickstarter just to raise <laughs> funds to get the kids out go of your fu- case. Uh, GoFundMe. So you the... it's like well, I don't have money. money to daycare. make the game.
2: They are in daycare. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could not work at home and also take care. Of it. Sort of. Oh God! Never work.
3: Um, like
2: they are both very active little children and my job requires a whole lot of attention. I just couldn't do both. So they're in daycare. I work from home, but my kids are not here. Uh, so there's that.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, thank you to your wife for watching the kids while we record. Uh, appreciate that. Um, Yeah. She's awesome. She's she's not old
1: enough to ship them off to summer camp yet. So you could like crunch time.
0: Uh, So folks, just a couple of notes before we finish. Because my brain, I'm sorry, I'm falling apart here. Uh, just a couple of notes before we finish. Uh, we are not having a land party this Thursday uh, due to extenuating circumstances, i.e., Spaz is going to Rift Tracks um, live. Rad. What's, what's the show,
4: yeah. Spaz? Octoman. Man
0: octoman oh my god that they're they're gonna they're gonna be releasing that at some point right like as a as a
4: yeah yeah okay they all they'll do the uh vod for that as well
0: okay good i I do we we love we love rift tracks i'm still upset about i don't think i've
4: ever heard of
1: octoman though is that a you haven't heard of octoman
0: well that's impressive that's impressive because you're like the Uh, terrible movie you're the terrible movie movie connoisseur around here (laughs) As far
1: as- <laughs> yeah, that basically was my full time podcast job before this one was yeah. bad
0: movies. And you like every bad movie we mentioned up until this one you've seen or know of. So this is this is a this might be a first, you guys. Uh,
1: so and- it, it reminds me of of a movie that I saw called Argo Man A R G O Man. Oh God, oh God. That look that scary. one up. That Oh, scary. look that one up. I'll put the trailer um, in the in the. Chat.
4: Are you talking about the the Italian yeah. made? The what? So yeah. there's a, there's an Italian movie series. Uh, what? Uh, there's there's another one. It, it even has the rift tracks as well. Uh, Super Argo versus the faceless giants. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: that, so rift tracks oh, has already been there, huh?
0: Oh god. Oh yes. Oh god. Oh <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Um. So yeah, no land party this week, and I have to admit, for the podcast next week, I have no idea what we're going to be doing because <laughs> I haven't had any time or energy to get a guest. So we we'll probably do a topic unless I can rustle up a guest. We'll do something. Oh crap,
1: dude! I got a guest. Um, I got it. I got it. What? We're gonna talk to Kamikaze about Mech Warrior Living Legends. No,
0: we are not. Remember, he, and- <laughs> he,
1: he said. No, seriously. He said he would come on and talk about developing MechWarrior Living Legends.
0: Uh, we're, we're, not the, we're not the it's, it's It's not a space game, though. We got to be on b- topic. Uh, let's oh, to my make. God. I'm serious. That's how, that's how we keep going is we stay hyper, like laser, fo- <laughs> laser focused. Um,
1: okay, so we're going to laser focus, not have a show.
0: No, we'll have a show. Talk. No, we'll have a show. I just don't know what it'll be on yet. Um, but we'll do something. Uh, it'll be
1: on tangents. It's tangent yeah, night.
0: It'll be tangent, tangent night. It'll show. Be a-
4: or or quaeludes depending on, you know. <laughs> Could be on
1: tangents. Tangents are a hell of a drug.
0: <laughs> you guys can ask me questions about Rebel Galaxy Outlaw for two hours. How is that? Because <laughs> I'll probably be about 40 hours in at that point.
2: um Wait, is that out? Have I missed uh, that?
0: I was very fortunate or that Or do Travis, you or do
2: you have special special I, connections there? Travis
0: Baldry himself emailed me and was like if you promise not to record any of this, do you want a copy to help me test it? You don't say no to that. So No,
2: no, you do not. You
0: I've got about not. I've got about twenty hours in to Rebel Galaxy Outlaw and it's it it I dream about this game. I want to play it every waking moment. <laughs> It, it's it's i want to play it right now i i don't care Did you about you people the whole i want stream. I, I watched a bit of it i uh, was there
1: for it yeah it, I, it's still up
0: no i he I said watched, he was gonna
1: delete it but it's still there
0: i it started when i was going to bed the other night so i was like i watched like two minutes of it and then went to bed and then i skimmed it because i've been so busy so i've skimmed bits of it but yeah at what that's, point do you think do you
1: think ea watches that video Oh, and then yeah. realizes how much they ate shit whenever they told them no about their Star Wars version,
0: oh, or or no privateer or whatever. Oh my god, yes! But this game, you guys, keep an eye out for Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. If you want to talk about that next week, we can talk about that next week. It's I'll probably have another ten hours in it by then, maybe twenty. It's so good. It's so good. I, I, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not even this isn't hyperbole or anything. It's so good. Oh my god! I'm very
2: excited about that game. I love oh Rebel god. Galaxy. I got a little. B- oh my god. This is this maybe 25.
0: Vo- oh, I've I've already passed the time I put into Rebel Galaxy in this, and I've only done maybe three story missions. It's been all wow. side missions. It's been all side missions, random encounters, and distress calls. That's all I've been doing. I mean, I, and I've been having. I love blasts. a game that has
2: enough content like that that I can ignore the story, like yeah for as yeah. long as I want.
0: Yeah, I that, barely that's touched- actually
2: yeah, but That's my target on Nomad is to give you mm-hmm. enough other stuff to do that you can ignore the story oh, and, and still the
0: have a great time. Gr- and the great thing is um, now to get around a solar system. Like remember in Rebel Galaxy you had the sublight thing where you'd warble, warble, warble across. The-
3: mm-hmm. well,
0: well, now you have – you still have that but you also have a wing commander style autopilot. But they both get interrupted no, by the, they both get interrupted by the same thing. So you'll be going along two seconds later. Oh, there's a distress call. Do you want to handle it? yes I do I'll go fly off that way uh, and, uh, and it might not always be the same kind of distress call it might be a trap or they might have to scan a black box and go somewhere else so like there's so much to do and I oh, oh my god I'm, yeah maybe we'll talk about that next week it's just how good Double Galaxy Outlaw is going to be uh, <laughs> oh my god it's so good anyway uh, yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just giddy just talking about it. I I just can't. Stop so we we should call
1: that like the hype fap session.
3: <sighs> yeah,
0: maybe. Anyway, <laughs> I'm basking in the Yikes. afterglow
2: of Rebel Galaxy. <laughs> Do you need to be alone? Like, are yeah, you
0: okay? I, I, I might need a minute Do on you just my need own. need a shower? So I yeah, I, I need to clean up. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm sorry. (laughs) That got really crass really quick. This is a family
2: show. Family, damn
0: it. God darn it. It's a family gosh willikers show. Um, So, Evan, thank you for coming on and being willing to just have a a great – it was a great conversation. We did talk about your game, but it was also a great conversation. We, so yeah, no, for, I uh,
2: I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Um, I'd and love to come back. You, you oh, made the offer, will. so I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm cool.
0: we we definitely cool. want we you back have a guest
2: next week. So uh.
0: <laughs> we'll, definitely, we'll definitely have you Spoilers, back. Spoilers: um, I'm
2: gonna have nothing done new next week. Not one thing. This week so is gonna be a nightmare. Nothing's the whole, happening.
0: The whole show is. So how's it going? Eh, that's the whole show. Good night everybody. Uh,
2: it's so. exactly the same as last week. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but seriously, folks, thank you for coming and asking questions. And again, apologies about the internet quality tonight. Uh, the the uh, MP3 uh, should be much better. Um, but I don't know what's going on with the internet tonight. It's just bad all around. Uh, but thanks for watching and listening, everyone. And again, check it out. Stellar Nomad on itch.io. And we will see you next week. Have a great week and weekend, y'all. Bye-bye.